I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Coming up next on the Liverbird Sailing Podcast. If I just had it on top of my mind, tell somebody that was watching what we do and was like, oh, I'm going to go buy a boat and sail to Hawaii and live in Hawaii like these guys, like, I'm going to say you better really know what you're doing and be confident in your boat and what you're doing because Hawaii is very unforgiving. I mean, very unforgiving. And I've had a couple close calls for sure. Welcome to the podcast. I am your host, Annika. On the Liveaboard Sailing Podcast, I chat with awesome people who live, work, and travel on their sailboats. My guests share inspiring stories and real-life advice about the lifestyle so that you and I can be better prepared for our sailing adventures. This week, I'm taking you to a new destination and one that would seem like an amazing location for Liverboard life, but as my guests Tim and Larissa from Sailboat Kalea will tell you, Hawaii, as magical as it may be, is not an easy destination for sailing or known for its friendliness towards liverboards. Tim and Larissa share their story of how they ended up living on a Catalina 400 in Hawaii and what exactly makes both sailing and liverboard life in Hawaii such a big challenge. They also share a story of how and why they sail with two ducks on board. Now here we go with Tim and Larissa. Let's start from the beginning. What is your story in a sort of a nutshell? How have you guys ended up living on a sailboat in Hawaii? Well, it started for me about a year ago. Um, I was living up in Alaska and I was working on a boat out there. And I really just wanted to continue life on the ocean in Hawaii because I'd been coming here. So I contacted a friend and was asking him if he knew any captains that needed help on a boat or anything. And he led me to Tim. 
So me and Tim basically linked up online while I was still in Alaska. We sent a few messages here and there. He needed help on the boat, and I was like, yeah, I just want to be a deckhand. And that was a year later. It was only supposed to be about a month-long thing, and here we are a year later managing to just sail to every island, and he can't kick me off the boat if he wanted to. And so I just kind of wanted to learn sailing and stuff, um, and then we just like kind of magically got linked up together through our friend Lee. So that's kind of how it happened for me. I'm sure he has a different side. Well, starting from the beginning of me and her's time on the boat, yeah, I was I was getting low on funds because of the March 2020, after the virus hit, uh, I had issues because I had just bought the boat and put money into the boat. So I was out of money. Uh, I tried to get some kind of help. I couldn't work. And so I started running some trips uh, with friends just kind of giving me some money here and there. So that's what I needed help with, and that helped kind of get out of a rut financially, and then she just stuck around after about two months of kind of running those trips. And here we are. Yeah. Right. And how long have you had the boat? So I I bought this boat. It's getting close to being two years. Um, I had one boat before this. So I'm not necessarily, I wasn't into sailing or a big sailboat person, but I wanted i love the idea of i've always lived on boats but i've always loved the idea of being able to sail around the world i mean why not i was going to do it a little bit older than i am now and then i decided no let's do it now so i got disgusted with uh trying to buy real estate on maui which is just ridiculous i was just trying to buy the cheapest condo and gave up on it and that's when i bought uh my first boat that was a little bit smaller than this one it was 39.9 ted brewer and uh, that one i i'd only had four months it was on Oahu, and I bought it for about thirty-five grand. And I didn't have insurance on it, and I was on board. And we had a big uh, winter storm three years ago, February, and it ended up uh, up on the reef. So I lost that one, and then I was living back in the van. So I lived in the van to save up, even for that one. It wasn't. A, it was a custom-built boat, so they they denied the insurance. So anyway, so then I lived in the van. I had a nine months until I was able to buy this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, are either one of you from Hawaii, or you just kind of ended up there? I'm from Austin, Texas, originally, and I can I can tell my life story, what led up to this, <laughs> where we're at now, and I can try to do it quickly. Um, we both lived here for like eight years, though. She's from Tom's River, New Jersey. Yeah, I'm from yeah. New Jersey. I'm a Jersey girl. And I just the Hawaii portion of this. I moved to Hawaii, I think, in 2008 from Texas, and then I left in around 2011. And went down to Central America and did some stuff down there. I actually got malaria and dengue fever and got real sick. And then had to smuggle myself back into Texas in a way through customs and stuff. And then went to the ER. And then that's when I found out I had malaria and dengue and all that kind of stuff. And then after that, I stayed in Texas about seven years. And then I moved back to Hawaii about four years ago. And I bought this boat two years ago. Right. All right. So you're kind of from coming from further afield and then found your separate ways to Hawaii and then <laughs> found the one boat that you both are on now. What's incredibly crazy, I'll add this real quick, not to interrupt you, but, but it's, I think just the, she's nine years younger than me. Ten yeah. years, and so, but mentally, like how we are, I mean, obviously it's kind of like we're the black sheep, I guess. And then there's not, there's a reason why our personality type ended up on this boat sitting here, you know? So, I mean, it's obvious we never got married. No one ever got married or had kids here. So it's like. Yeah, we're like the two misfits that just found each other on this. It eventually, it was going to come together. Yeah, at some point. Or at least like minded people. Yeah. That are living on a sailboat in Hawaii full time off grid, basically. 
Yeah, exactly. That is amazing. But if you don't mind me asking, what do you do? Are you sort of on a sabbatical, taking some time off work, or are you working remotely or locally or studying or, you know, people do a lot of things on boats these days. So <laughs> what are you guys up to? Right now, I took a big portion of the, the money that I had made uh, taking friends out on trips. And so my goal right now is to live off of cryptocurrency and hopefully possibly even just the interest off crypto cryptocurrency so i put in about five months ago it's probably getting closer to six months ago and I, I put everything in on it and so we've been basically just scraping by while cryptocurrency is climbing really high right now so we don't want to pull any off because it's, it's making money so it's not a new profession i'm i was a fireman for 10 years and then a professional captain mostly fishing charters and I, after the virus and I'm, you know, living on the boat more full time and sailing around inner Island, I was just disgusted in a way with just the way the rat race was going on shore and on land. Here we are. Here we are. Yeah. Trying to, trying to reinvent basically our, myself. Yeah. I don't know the right way to put it, what we're trying to do. Cause we don't really even know we're, 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 we're winging everything. Yeah. We're trying so, to so, never go back to like physical work again. Yeah. I, I feel like. You know, just the work that I I did, especially my last job, I got kind of not stuck at in Texas. I made a ton of money, but it was a lot of work and a lot of burden. And that was like seven years, which is more like 21 normal working years. And so I've worked a lot and I'm trying to take it easy now and not retire. But I mean, if we're not trying to get rich, we're not. We're just, I, my main goal is just to be able to sell around the world and not worry about money every single place I go. Yeah, I'm still living off funds from last summer. Like, I mean, I, I've been working seasonally in Alaska for eight years now. Um, so I only like to work half a year. And before I did this, I just want to work, store my money, and then I would just travel and hop around for the rest of the year. So like magically, I am still able to kind of like live off those funds. And like he said, cryptocurrency. But yeah, we're broke overall, but like two broke sailor people like barely making it and trying to be fully sustainable pretty much <laughs> just trying yeah that is super cool i mean that uh cryptocurrency is definitely the first one that i've heard of people that i've talked to so that is a very cool and different take on uh things for sure uh i have talked to someone who does sort of six months working and six months sailing uh that is a really cool thing but uh you referenced a little bit that you wanted away from the rat race and all that so was that sort of is that the main driver why you live on a boat and want to do something different just to get away from the the thing that we all want to get away from nine to five jobs and and all that i mean mostly ever since like i mean the whole world like i mean I, probably ever since coronavirus is when it was official where i've always been like kind of isolated and always wanted to be away from people but i didn't think it was quite possible so this is like sailing world is still new to me and then once i met him and like i mean i'm pretty lucky how i landed on this boat originally because it's all set up pretty luxurious for it being a boat right um but then once i got introduced to this lifestyle it's even more enticing and then once you're away from land and like it's you see it in a completely different life or light and it's just like a, it's like looking at a rat race and then we're out here and we're kind of just living every day moment by moment minute by minute 
And it took a while to adjust to that, like, slow pace. But I guess the main driver is to kind of just do stay away from people and That's, the craziness. She, she has some, yeah, she doesn't like to be around anybody, including me most of the time. No. Uh, my motivating drive is I just want to explore and yeah. sail around the world and not worry about money anymore. I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to be a rich millionaire, but I just want to be able to be basically have financial freedom i guess like everybody yeah. right and, and what she was saying yeah i i can't really explain how i just see things different i mean i'm not you know i don't see the future or anything crazy but i just see how everything on shore is just this ball of just nothing makes sense and then you're just like let me get away from it and you when when you're away from it and you have lots of time to think and see things you know and yeah. Like I wasn't interested in world economy, and of course, cryptocurrency got me into into that kind of stuff or politics. And now, you know, and I'm seeing all these things that is just like I bought the boat at the exact perfect time. I bought it into the cryptocurrency right before it all starts going way up. Hopefully, still. Um, <laughs> so I I put literally everything on the line. Everything I own uh, is in the boat. The boat and the bank still owns most of that. So you know, I'm. I put it all, I, let's just say, I guess I've not over leveraged myself, but I have everything into this, what I'm doing. We don't know exactly still yet what we're doing, but we're doing it. It sounds like you have the sailor mentality. That is similar things that I hear from a lot of people. Like, we just want something different. We're not entirely sure where we'll be in five years or even two years, but this is what we're doing now. And I think a lot of people, once, you know, their eyes open to like something different, and you start looking at the normal world, quote unquote, uh, it just starts to look really odd once you realize that there could be something else out there. So really cool to hear your approach on that. But hey, what kind of boats do you have? So this is a Catalina 400 and it was built in 2001 or I think it built in 2000, sold in 2002, maybe off a year there. Absolutely amazing boat. Um, I've owned boats since I was a kid. And 16 years old, you know, I had my first truck and first boat, and I would be out fishing at the lakes all the time. I got super lucky with this boat. I didn't think I could buy anything. Um, this boat was listed at 130000 and then we ended up settling, I think, on a 92000 And he already had a bunch of extra upgrades. But I know I, it was on Craigslist in Hawaii, and I was like, okay, well, that there's no way one hundred thirty grand. But I had also lost that first boat, and I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. No doubt, I would love living on boats. And I called a finance company and asked, you know, I was like, can I even get in this ball rain, ballpark? And they were like, well, show me what you're interested in. I showed them a, a ad for a $150,000 boat, and they came back and was like, yeah, you know, you're approved for this much. And I was like, is this real? So I couldn't believe that somebody was willing to give me money to buy this, buy the boat when you could just sell it away and like steal the boat. I mean, it didn't make sense to me because I've always just worked and paid for my stuff with cash. Basically. I, I'd never wanted to get in debt ever. It was one of my main goals, but I am now. Yeah. All right. That is really interesting on so many levels because, um, Catalina's are actually really high on our list as well of boats that my partner and I are looking at. And specifically the Catalina 400, uh, we were eyeing the Catalina 42s for a while, and then we saw the 400, and that's actually the only boat that we've ever sailed on uh, so far, and uh, we absolutely love it. Uh, super interesting to hear that you guys are uh, sailing on a, on sort of similar boat than what we're after. 
And of course, I'll have to ask then that what do you like and dislike about your boats? About this boat, I like everything except for very, there's very little I actually don't like. It's, it's unbelievable that for once in my life, I got a boat that isn't a nightmare. It's lower maintenance than other boats. And I can only find one or two little things that I don't like. There's only one thing in this whole the anchoring system. And that's mostly, mostly our, because we anchor in not nice, calm areas. And so the, the anchor setup on this boat is the only thing I don't like is I think it's more, it's just not good for what the kind of sailing and anchoring that we do in yeah. Hawaii. Um, but if you're always in flat, calm water, there's nothing wrong with it. But I have zero complaints. I mean, I, I haven't had, there's a couple like little bitty things that is, I can't even say it's a complaint. This boat is unreal and I've abused it. I've put it through stuff that I absolutely should not have put it through. And it brought me through these channels when I shouldn't have been in there. I put, I, so I know what it'll hold up to. And if it, it's almost to the point where I'll still get the rigging inspected before I, I leave Hawaii, more than likely. But this rigging is, I can guarantee it's the original factory rigging and it's just held up to some pretty incredible gnarly stuff here in hawaii we cross channels a lot i mean we don't just we don't have a slip or a dock so we anchor everywhere each island moving around i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow! Did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com/acast and use code acast for twenty percent off your first purchase. So you bring up an interesting point though because i have seen your instagram photos and based on those uh, sailing in hawaii looks like something from jurassic park or some kind of a paradise but what is sailing in hawaii like in general like are the winds consistent or always changing are there a lot of good anchorages you mentioned channels there as well so w what is sailing in hawaii like my Instagram is a false advertisement of what it's actually like sailing in Hawaii. <laughs> um, of course, like social media is all rainbows and butterflies. But overall, I would say we get about 20% of the time of good weather and good wind. And I'd say about 80% of the time, it's extremely windy here. So we get those trade winds and they just come completely howling through the islands and the islands create like this little vortex of wind and current so when we island hop like those channel crossings like i haven't we haven't filmed those yet because i still get anxiety when it's rougher weather it's better the camera doesn't come out yeah so it's just like i just have to concentrate on like sailing and just getting there because it gets nasty out there and it's no joke um anchoring it's tough it's always rolly um 90 of the time but then there's like those those moments that you just have those magical moments and those are the moments that make it so worth it because 
there's not many people doing this out here um, in Hawaii. It's not necessarily a cruiser-friendly state, so it's really rare what we do. We're never anchored next to other people. Um, we're always by ourselves, so it's worth the challenges, and we kind of just take it with a grain of salt and wait for the trade winds to kind of calm down, So, which is happening right now because it's winter, so I'm extremely excited that the trade winds are just like calming down but average day it's 25 knot winds probably Uh, yeah i'll just say that what is really like selling in hawaii is absolutely opposite 180 uh, opposite of what her instagram shows yeah i can promise you that yeah it's not it's i want to like put a disclaimer on the top and say like this is not what hawaii is like like i'm just being girly and showing y'all the good happy times and one day i think i'll show the flip side of sailing because there's days where i don't sleep for weeks on end and you know i'm crying in the back because like i'm just being tossed back and forth you know so yeah no my instagram is totally not that like i said it's not like a cruiser friendly place there's the state here is very against um liveaboards it's actually technically illegal Except on the island of Oahu, it's legal. But anywhere else, it's illegal to live on your boat. So what we're doing is technically illegal, but we're so out of sight, out of mind, and we try to be extremely respectful. We move. We're constantly moving, you know. So you're allowed temporary permits, you know. But th- I, we can go into a wormhole about that. But basically, we long fight. Story we're fighting short, the state, and yeah, it, it makes yeah. it very difficult here. There's there's only one and a half, two other people I really know that are doing similar to what we do in Hawaii. Uh, but there's even if you have money's not an issue to get a slip. I mean, every time we've been on land, it's nothing but problems. Like things are getting stole stole from us. Yeah. Or it, I mean, we've had some good times. You know, like when we had some more money, we would rent a car every once in a while. Like once on Kauai, once on Big Island, and we spent some time driving around. But yeah, I mean, we're we're running from weather and hiding from weather ninety percent of the time, and we're hiding from the state DLNR hundred percent of the time. Yeah, that's really interesting because on an idea level, like it just sounds like Hawaii would be the perfect place to live aboard. Uh, in terms of like the climate and, you know, it's beautiful and there's a ton of islands, but it's interesting to hear that that's actually not the case. And I'm sure any marina slips are extremely expensive <laughs> if you ever wanted to get one of those. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even like the amenities that they offer there. I mean, you're getting this slip that barely fits us and it's just, they're not maintained. Everything's the, the falling state, apart. There's a, there's, there's a couple private kind of marinas in Hawaii that are, or, you know, halfway still in, it's only Oahu that you're actually legally allowed to live on your boat. And they're already changing that. Um, and they're, I just read yesterday, they're beating on people's boats between midnight and six in the morning that aren't supposed to be on their boat. So there's, that's this kind of stuff you fight. So it's better just to do what we're doing. But, and so I'm not trying to say that, you know, and I'm new to selling, uh, learning how to sell here was hard. I lost the first boat and then this one. I don't know what my skill level is because I don't know how to compare it to other people. But if I just had it on top of my mind, tell somebody that was watching what we do and was like, oh, I'm going to go buy a boat and sell to Hawaii and live in Hawaii like these guys. Like, I'm going to say you better really know what you're doing and be confident in your boat and what you're doing because Hawaii is very unforgiving. I mean, very unforgiving. And I've had a couple close calls for sure. 
Yeah, that is kind of easy to imagine as well, that it could be quite challenging sailing there. And uh, pardon my ignorance, but how far are the islands uh, from one another? Is there a lot of offshore sailing included if you go between them, or are they fairly close? So in Hawaii, you only have a few areas that you would actually kind of go sail for fun that are like deemed in a way semi-safe. Uh, but the winds there are normally confused, and then there's and that's on the leeward side, so it's always going to be, you know, on the uh, on like on the south southwest sides of the island or the leeward sides. Um, so you don't really ever like I've gone in the channels fishing for fun, but it's just ridiculous, right? But nobody sails outside the little bubbles off site, say Lahaina and Honolulu. Kona has got a big lee. There's not a lot of recreational sailing there, but but there is. Um, so, you know, when you're sail, when anybody here waits for weather window f- to sail between islands, sailing counterclockwise from say Kauai to big Island, uh, to Maui, to Oahu, whatever. And you're just doing counterclockwise because you've got a longer distance from Kauai to big Island going North East. And so you can still get enough wind, the good wind that you can close haul it to big Island. And from there, you fought the current and you're not having to tack so much all the way up. And then from big Island, you can basically follow the current and the wind all the way back to Kauai easily. So I already tried going, we tried going from Kauai to Maui last year, uh, new year's Eve. We wanted to try to get back for new year's Eve. Uh, Cause I had a bunch of friends that wanted to go out see fireworks. So we went three days straight Kauai to Maui and it was brutal. Yeah, we lost so wind. So and- in between the islands, is think of it like a Bermuda Triangle in Hawaii. So if you get stuck, <laughs> in a way stuck, and I this is without using your engine. You know, of course, I don't I don't run it unless I have to. And and we were low on fuel that one trip, and you get in this Bermuda Triangle where we we've actually sailed backwards with wind in the sails. So full full sails and going backwards the because the current was, was so strong. Yeah, the dinghy was in front of the yeah. boat towing the dinghy. <laughs> so that's the kind of sailing that we yeah. sail backwards here. Yeah. It's and, possible. Um I've seen currents up to 5 knots around the uh, northwest points of the islands. That's a super dangerous area of Hawaii. Any point in Hawaii is extremely dangerous cuz it's like the currents and everything is working against each other. So anytime you're just going to, like, you almost just know that you're going to get beat up. Everything works against you. It wants to. I say that Hawaii wants to eat boats <laughs> just because I feel that sometimes everything's working against you. Everything's pushing you against the rocks. Like, me and him talk, and we're like, our only goal is to not hit the rocks. Like, it's that simple. Just don't hit the rocks. <laughs> like, if I'm on watch, just don't hit the rocks. That's all I need to do. Yeah, it's gnarly here. I mean, but then, yes. like I said, those, there's those moments that are just, like, that make it all worth it. And, like, even right now, we've been talking about Kauai since we left here. And we're in this tiny little protected bay. We're the only boat. And it's flat calm, which we're... I mean, there's a little roll, but the gentle roll. And so we're just taking every minute. And, I mean, I, I love it. <laughs> like, I'm so thankful for calm water. Well, one thing that you guys do a little differently is you have a couple of extra crew members. And I've talked to, you know, a few people who sail with cats and a few people who sail with dogs. But I think I've not even heard of anyone else who sails with ducks. So (laughs) what's the story with the ducks? I love them. She didn't love them at first. Okay. All right. Well, here's basically how the ducks happen. 
Tim, like, sometimes he has these extremely far-fetched, far-out ideas. And he had first mentioned to me probably eight months ago how he wanted a bunch of chickens on the boat for eggs. because Two. Two chickens. Because he claims that I wouldn't let him buy a bunch of... Um, she, she broke my big refrigerator, so we just have a small one right now. And so I want a lot of eggs. I just want to eat eggs every morning. But I have a fear of eggs being kept unrefrigerated. And I learned that this is just like a North American thing that we keep eggs refrigerated and you don't need to. So I didn't know that I could have like a bunch of eggs and I was so against it. And then, I don't know, one day, you know, I guess he caught me on a better day and he mentioned ducks and I pretty much was just like, I don't even care. Like not even taking it seriously. And he messages our friend Mackenzie on shore and just like this random thing, like, yeah, bring me some ducks. And the next day she literally had four ducks like waiting on shore for us. And at that point I was just like, well, okay. Like, I mean, I guess we have ducks now. She wasn't happy. And the next morning I, I dropped her off on shore. I got kicked off the boat for the ducks. It was absolutely, it's either me or the duck scenario. Yeah. And the ducks won. The ducks have completely taken, it's their boat now, actually. It's the ducks boat. We just live on their boat now. The ducks won. I got kicked off for it uh, for 10 days, but it was needed anyway. It kind of worked out. Uh, when I got back on the boat, I still wasn't for it. It's like they poop a lot, right? But the, the thing behind it was to get eggs and just be more sustainable, more self-sufficient so we don't have to go to shore. So I had been trying to separate from Maui because it, it was a place that has this incredible hold on you if it gets a hold of you. But, of course, it's the saying where it'll kick you out, too, immediately, that you won't make it there. But it had a hold on me, and I couldn't – I just was trying to separate just to sail around Hawaii, and I couldn't get away. And so that that week and a half, she was off the boat. I got to, like, take care of the ducks, and I was real sad and stuff. I didn't know what was going to happen. And then picked her up, and then she was anti-duck for about another month or two. And then she s slowly started warming up to them, and we were just trying to adapt to having four ducks on the boat – we didn't know how to sex the, the ducks, so we, they're hard to sex until they're like six months old, supposedly. But we figured out which ones finally were the males and females. So we thought we had one female and three males, and it ends up being one male and three females. So we had four ducks, and we're, they get really big. These are Muscovy ducks. So they get real big, and we decided that we're going to probably need to just keep a, the two females. So I put a Craigslist ad up while we were anchored off of a pretty remote beach uh, on Oahu. Uh, to see if anybody wanted to, to take to the ducks and they couldn't eat them. And these two girls that worked on a charter sailboat in Haleiwa, Oahu, saw the, saw the Craigslist ad and they met us with a 50 pound bag of duck feed and they met us, met me on the beach and I put all four ducks in an air conditioning cover. It was an old air conditioner that quit working. So their cage is an air conditioning cover, uh, a portable one. And then, um, I took them to shore. And then the girls took two of the ducks, and then now we've had Lily Bell and Donna for only for about maybe a mm, two months now. Two months. So we had all the ducks, all four, for probably three months or so, and then we dropped two off on Oahu, and we get updates. And so they're actually so Mr. Rogers is still sailing on a on the charter boat, yeah. the last that we know. So he's actually went off our boat, went right on land for a minute. And then him and Marshmallow got right back on another sailing boat. So that was pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, so we've had we've had Donna and Lily Bell longer now than all four of them, uh, the two females, and they're they're great. There's no mess now. 
we have a we put a, a bamboo pole across the stern so they sit on their perfect they're tree ducks they're not even ducks they're tree birds they're land birds so they like to be up high and now they just poop right off the back and they just eat and drink right there it's great they fly off in the morning yeah they can jump on the boat and the stern on their own so they'll they'll go fly off in the morning and swim around and then now that now they jump back on the back of the boat themselves and they dry off and then once they're a little dry we just lay towels down in case they poop on the deck no big deal anyway and then yeah, so then she wakes up in the morning with the with them chirping, and sticking their head down in the window. It's pretty Super cool. Cute. And then we just put them back up on their bamboo pole, and they're happy there. Yeah. They get tired really easily too if they have a long a long swim or a long flight. That's so cool. I was going to ask you, like, do they not fly away? I didn't want to clip their wings because I just, you know, if they wanted to go, then they can go. Like, I'm so about animal. They're animals, right? They want to be free. But I, they're not going anywhere. Like, they are so spoiled. They have a free buffet. A free, they know where their food water is. Well, it sounds like the ducks have a pretty cool life. Uh, that you guys are giving them and they're literally pretty adventurous ducks that you guys have that's really amazing and i've seen the photos on instagram they are really really cute <laughs> they are cute and i'm like we have they're sailing ducks they're they're really tough ducks too i mean they're tough they're resilient they're funny as anything like, they're prehistoric it's like watching national geographic on that like back of the boat just watching them is hilarious they remind they remind me of me really smart a really smart, dumb person. They're really smart, but they're really dumb, too. <laughs> uh, really, my my last question, I guess, for you guys is, uh, what do you got planned next? Are you staying in Hawaii for the foreseeable future? So as of right now, what our plans are, uh, it, we're, I'm kind of like on a holding pattern uh, while the cryptocurrency builds, or who knows, I mean, if I lose it all, we lose it all, whatever, I'll go back to work. So we're, I'm just taking a break reinvent myself and we're just going counterclockwise clockwise around the islands um for fun for to live i mean it's it's fun and it's it's just this is our house and we just have to move it here and there exactly well that all sounds like a very interesting journey and i will definitely link all your channels below so people can go check that out but larissa and tim thank you so much for sharing your story with me today it was lovely to chat with you thank Aww, you thank you so much you're awesome well, I don't know about you, but I definitely learned something new about Hawaii today. While Hawaii may not be the easiest of places to be a live aboard, next week I will be discussing the live aboard experience and its joys and frustrations in another destination that is a little bit more manageable, so stay tuned for that one. If you haven't followed the podcast on Instagram or Facebook yet, please do and come say hi. You will find me there as Liverboard Sailing Podcast. And that is all for now. I'll see you next week. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping 
and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.